Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Sister Monica, and happy happy Friday to everyone that is listening. We're just so grateful. I'm listening to all the testimonies. Very powerful to hear all the testimonies and just giving glory to the Lord. And uh, I remember um, Sister Doreen from Texas came on and shared a testimony of how they're on the street. And her daughter is now 18, turning 19, and she's listening to Button to Christ from she was 14. And we had the opportunity to interview them, and it was just so powerful, you know, how people around the world uh, are listening, and the young children are listening, and the Lord is blessing them. You know, the young ones shall lead them. God have a purpose for the young people who are listening. They are soaking in everything, and God is preparing them for a bigger battle. So, you know, let us keep our young people in prayer. I know that the Lord is coming soon, and time is at hand. We just want to say thanks for all the prayers that has been ascended for us. You know, the battle is raging, and we just have to step out in faith. Um, I heard Sister Sandra share the testimony of the young man in the hospital who is going through real serious pain leg is swollen and he's feeling this pain and you know we just step out in faith and command the pain to cease and the pain cease and and then i asked the young man is it totally gone and he said just a little bit we went back and pray and rebuked it and i know the angel of the lord is anointing him and he's going to recover a hundred percent that's the God we serve. When we trust him, we believe him. And when we pray with authority, it's such a powerful moment in time when we can count on our God and we know that he's with us. So we're just grateful to be alive this morning as we draw closer to the coming of Christ. I want to draw your attention to the book of John. John chapter 2, and I'm reading, say, verses 1 to 8. John chapter 2. And John chapter 2 is about Jesus attending the marriage sermon. And in the marriage sermon, sermon, they did not have any wine. So I guess it's customary back then to have wine at the wedding. And we know that the Lord talks about strong drink. 
And a lot of people use this as a, a means and ways to drink because they said the Lord turns water into wine. What is wrong with that? But, you know, uh, the Lord doesn't want us to drink strong drink. And uh, we don't know how to break it down. You can say, well, the, the wine the, was grape juice. You can say all different things. But the emphasis is that we have seen over the years where if there's evil alcohol in the home, the power of the Lord won't work, especially when we know better. And a lot of people who make the excuse that it's okay to drink, then you find that you'll be struggling in your spiritual walk with God because we need to come sober before the Lord and get rid of all the the, the the wine that we're drinking. But for me, the emphasis is not on that. The emphasis is on the miracle of God and how God can be present anywhere where there's a lock or where there's a need. Because there was a need there. And the mother of Jesus asked him, can you do them a an honor. So there's a lot to learn from this story other than thinking water was turned into wine. And I want to zoom in on a little bit of the miracle work in God that we serve that is still available to do a miracle in your life, in my life. And that's what it's about here. You know, when you look around and you see the virus spreading, you know, the place is closing down. I was speaking to a, a real estate agent yesterday, and this is a top real estate agent. And I asked him, what do you think about the housing market and what's going, in, going on? And he told me about downtown Toronto, that most of the high-rise buildings are empty, like the commercial. Nobody. And he's saying a lot of business going under. He said, greater than you think. Many business collapsing because they're not able to sustain. So he's saying that there is just a great thing that is coming. And he's saying the house prices are escalating because it's the season for it where if the house is too cheap, people are looking and saying, something wrong with it? Because just the time but there's a time come when everything is going to collapse because everybody is going into deeper death. The death ratio is so greater. You know, the banks, there's a lot of people who can't pay their mortgages today. And the bank is moving in soon to repossess a lot of homes because the jobs are not flowing. The money is not flowing. There is a crisis looming. And when you look at it this way, the government is giving people money, checks, and they are coming in to help, which nothing is wrong with that. But the devil is behind the virus to shut down everything, to shut down the churches are disabled. People are now at home. Some people are not even watching the online program. They are doing their own thing, and they are getting comfortable being at home. So it's going to be like restarting an engine to really get people to come back out to church 
when the pandemic is over. I want to tell you, God is working in the meanwhile, and God is working on some people, because while the devil works, God is working too. So there's so much to learn from what's going on that after a while, if the the lockdown gets worse again, less jobs, more dependency on the government system, and the government will have more control over our lives, and they will be able to dictate. And this is what's setting up for the National Sunday Law and the New World Order. These are the things that is tearing up behind the scene. And then if you are not able to get the vaccine, which the vaccine is not even 100% yet, there's so much side effects, there were so many things to work out while the, the, the virus escalates. So it's escalating and it's out of control, but they're not saying much because people are in panic. So the question is, what do we do as Christians? How do we get prepared? How do we depend on Christ to work a miracle in our lives to keep us safe and sound amidst wrestling around people? You know what? Sometimes um, you go out there and you wrestle and you move amongst people. You can get the coronavirus by going into a store and your hands touch the wall that somebody has touched half an hour ago. And then you put it to your face and you go in, you buy your stuff, you touch things, and there you spread it. And you may, you may say, you know what? We can't go to church. But when you look, all the grocery stores are still filled with people. And people are still buying and doing things. And things are carrying on. But the churches are closed, you know, to the majority. So, and the pressure is on. Don't congregate. Who do you think is behind this? Don't congregate. Okay. Who you think is behind it? It's just the corona. We don't want to spread it. But how can we congregate when we go to the grocery store? Even before this lockdown and we're lining up, people still have their mask on. You know, in Florida, it's business as usual. People are going around. Everybody has their masks. They are in the malls. It's business as usual. Some places. But some places, the emphasis is more. Stay home. What do you think going to happen with the churches around the globe? Is this a tactics that the devil is using to shut down the churches and disable or to get us in a mode of, of lackadaisical, you know, you know, get us where we are not mobile and, and get us sleeping then, put us to sleep? What if you think outside the box then and think wider? Because don't kid yourself. The enemy is behind this and is strategizing how can I make it so that people worship less? What do I need to do so they don't congregate? How can I implement the rules and the laws of the land to keep them at home? How can I affect whoever studying the vaccine to affect? others around the world? How can it be contagious? 
What do you think? Let us not become too comfortable and relax and just staying at home and enjoying it. This is wake-up time. This is time for God's people to wake up before it's too late. Father in heaven, I just want to pray now that your people will truly wake up before it's too late. Please, oh God, help your people to get a glimpse of what's going on and to know that your coming is at the door. Father, as we open up these words, just touch our hearts and let it reach every soul for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, John chapter 2 says, And the third day, day there was a marriage in Canaan, Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. So, it must be a family wedding. I'm just telling you. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. So there's a marriage sermon, and they invited Jesus, his mother, the 12 disciples. Could you imagine the power then at that marriage celebration? Could you imagine that everybody wants to take their picture with Jesus? And then it says in verse 3, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. So, as I said, it was custom to have wine at the wedding, at a wedding sermon. And the mother said, they have no wine. This wedding seems like it's lacking something. Can you do something? So why would she ask Jesus? Because she knows the capability. She knows that he has the power. She knows that there are still miracles. So it's interesting the way we operate and how People know who you are and who to call on for prayer in the midst of prayer. He knows who to call on and, and what to do. You, we have to know. So she called on Jesus. And verse 4 says, And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Why you want to expose me and let them know who I am so they don't get jealous and come after me? Why don't you wait until my time is not yet come? I can't expose myself so everybody and, the, and, and the, you know, everybody said, oh, he was here and he's so powerful. And everybody will know who I am. It's not time yet to expose me. So he was saying, Why? And in verse 5, his mother said unto the servant, Wherefore he said unto you, Do it. <clears throat> Come on, do it. And there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing of 
two or three first skin apiece. And Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. So, there's so many lessons that Jesus wants to do a miracle at the marriage feast. Place where people were celebrating, but there was still a lack. God is saying to us this morning, if you lack something, I can allow a miracle to happen, to fill the gap, to fill what you're going through, if you allow me to. So Mary, you see, Jesus' mother had the faith and know that there is power in Jesus. Do you know that there is power in Jesus and you can call on him? She called on him when there was nobody else around and she encouraged him and said, come on, we know you can do it. We know you can make wine. We know you can make anything happen. Could you imagine the power? And the people believe also because they fill the pot to the brim with water. They fill it up. They didn't put partial. So when the Lord bless in abundance, he can give the fullness. He can bless us right to the brim. If we only make our request known, God will supply our needs. There's so many messages in this to say, just be ready. Have the faith. Do what you have. All they have is pots and water. What do you have in your house? You're praying for a blessing. You're praying for God to do a miracle in your life. What do you have, though? You can't just expect God to do anything and everything. What about what you have to bring to the table where God can increase? What do you have? God is asking you this morning, what do you have, brethren? Do you want to see a miracle in the last days? You've got to step out. We are part of it. You've got to step up and say, Lord, help me. And then he will help. So it goes on to say in verse 7 that Jesus told them to fill it and they fill it to the brim. And verse 8 it says, And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. In other words, when they did it, in the next verse it talks about when he tasted it, he said pretty much is the best wine they have ever tasted. So the miracle is so big. We did not hear Jesus declare certain words. And then the miracle transformed. In this John's gospel here, we haven't heard anything but pour the water in and then leave the rest to me. And then the next word is, draw from it now and bring it to the head. Bring it to the person that is in charge so they can announce it, that there's still a God in Israel. Bring it. He said, fill the pot with water to the brim. 
God wants us to do something if we're going to receive the blessings. He wants us to be partakers. He wants us to get up and step out in faith in order for him to do something. He could have said, you know what, okay, I seen the pots over there. But he allowed them to do something. What if they said, we can't do that? Why should we fill it with water? What if you're a doubter? You're doubting God. You think you're going to get the blessing if you doubt God? No. You can't get the blessing if you doubt God. We got to step out and we have to believe. The people at this marriage, they believe. It's a believer wedding. They know Jesus. They were happy that he was there. I'm telling you. They were happy, so they made the move by filling the pots to the brim. And then the Lord says, draw from it now. They did. They believed. We have something to do, as I said. And then he says, take it to the leader, the one who is the master of sermon, sermon, the one who has the mic at the top. Take it to him and says, taste this. When he tastes it, he says, wow, where does this come from? This is the best wine I've ever tasted. Like, when the Lord is doing something, he does it. He give, gave the best. The Lord is the master of all. He will fill our pot. He will supply our needs. The point about this parable is not even about the miracle of the wine. We don't want to focus on that. We want to focus on the miracle that God is a miracle working God. And he positioned himself to help us. If we step out in faith, believing as believers, Christ will help us and he will supply our need according to his riches and glory. If you believe, you trust in him, you wait on him, and you step out. God will do miracles. I don't know if you know how big this miracle really is, to turn water into wine. And you didn't hear he raised his hand and stopped the wedding ceremony and did something spectacular. He has the power. He can move silently and secretively right in your life this morning. He can allow a breakthrough to come this morning. God is asking you, are you ready for this breakthrough? Do you want the Lord to give you this breakthrough? May God just keep you and may his face shine upon you. May you step out for your miracle. May you trust God that he's the miracle work in God and he's the right on time. It's not easy to turn water into wine. I will turn nothing into something. I will lift you up out of your situation this morning and I will bless you and then lead you and carry you on your way. Why don't you wait? Why don't you listen? May God just cover you 
May he bless you in abundance. May his face shine upon you this morning. This is my humble prayer for all of us. In Jesus' name, as we'll now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.